Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night building a plan for tomorrow today for the ones you'll always look out for trust amica life insurance amica empathy is our best policy hey friends are you struggling to attract and retain top talent if you're worried about recruiting and retention consider insperity a leading hr provider They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at insperity.com. Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Broadbent. Joining me is my co-host, Richie Schneiderite. Richie, I know we kind of said we probably wouldn't be on this weekend, but here we are Saturday and uh, we got another commitment. Uh, this time from a safety out of the state of Georgia, Antonio White. Uh, this is a kid who was on campus a couple weeks ago. Um, he's taken official visits to Vanderbilt. He uh, took an official visit to Indiana and Kentucky from what I'm seeing here. Um, and it sounds like Rutgers uh, did a great job beating out SEC schools for this kid. Tell me a little bit about uh, Antonio White and the competition we beat out to, to win his uh, commitment. Yeah, so you're going to have to bear with me here. It is it is early. It is very early this morning. Um, but I'm getting ready to go to the Rutgers football camp, get a text, and I'm like, all right, great. Here we go again. Was this the fourth time, <laughs> fourth time this week, fifth time this week? Yeah. Um, regardless, uh, Rutgers beat out some solid programs. He had like 20-something offers. Uh, and he was down to a pretty top list of a pretty high, highly ranked list, Auburn, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisville, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt. That's, that's a pretty damn good list to beat out. Um, sounded like he was actually a Kentucky lean following their official visit this past weekend, but Rutgers just did the, did the work here. And um, shout out to Demir Shaw, Julius Scari. They pulled this guy in. Drew, Demir Shaw was kind of the, lead recruiter, if you want to call that, or region recruiter, whatever you want to call him now. Um, and Lascari was the position recruiter, so they just did a good job of selling him. Uh, he loved his official visit to campus. He's coming up out of Parkview High School down in Georgia. Now, they produce a ton of talent I was looking at. Um, they have the number seven kid in this class and Mike Matthews, number 118 in this class, number 139 in the next class three more in the next class with power five offers six in this class with power five offers. So this isn't like a, a no name program. This is a very highly ranked Georgia program. And 
Georgia athletes, which Rutgers doesn't really recruit too much, Georgia kind of produces at a similar rate to Florida, maybe not as much, but they do produce a ton of talent down there. Um, most notably, uh, Mets fans will know this name probably. Uh, the most notable alum from the high school is Jeff Francoeur, 2002 um, four-star recruit. Yeah, who, as, a, as a Phillies fan, I am very oh, familiar with yes, that yeah. little piece of shit too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's interesting. They just got a new head coach this past March, and he's actually I'm, – I'm looking through the recruit list, and he's on the recruit list in 2003. Joe Sturdivant went, ended up going to SMU, but uh, he just took over this past March and um, just going to kind of continue that tradition of producing top-tier talent there. But uh, this is a really good get for Rutgers. He's, he's a really good safety, true athlete. It wouldn't even shock me if he played wide receiver at the next level because – we know number one, Shiano likes to flip flop DBs and wide receivers um, every year. I guess like it's it's not a knock. It's just like look at Davon Fuse. He was coming in as a linebacker and he's a wide receiver. Ian Strong was coming in as a safety and he's probably your one of your best wide receivers in the recruiting class in this previous class. Um, so Antonio White is just a super athlete, super fast, pretty good high jump. I think it's six two was his most recent one in where was this in March. And I know you did the homework on this one, but uh, six two would have placed them what thirteenth in state for Jersey? Yeah, thirteenth. Um, I think the state <laughs> champ in New Jersey high jumped six ten, but second place got like six eight. So it's it's that's a good just, number. That's a that's a freaky number six ten though. But um, yeah, no six two is uh it's pretty good. He runs a seven three nine sixty meter dash. That was back in March as well. I don't think that's anything crazy. Uh, so he doesn't seem like the fastest guy in the world, but pretty pretty good um, instincts, pretty good eyes for the ball. Um, and really good hands for safety, which, which is kind of telling me wide receiver for a little bit, but, uh, yeah, this is a great get for Rutgers. They got him on campus with his teammate, Trey Lynn Maddox, a couple weeks ago. Um, he did, interestingly enough, the one thing I'm kind of keeping a weird eye on is, so according to our sister site at Vanderbilt, he committed to Vanderbilt following their official visit on June 2nd. So a couple of days later, he tried to or he committed. He posted a Twitter edit and everything, and then I I don't know what happened. I'm trying to find out the details, but he took down that Twitter that, that commitment. I'm assuming other schools are probably like, hold on, like let try to get us to campus first. Went went and visited Rutgers, then went and visited Indiana, then went and visited Kentucky. Sounded like he was Kentucky lean all the way. I know the Kentucky coaching staff was very high on him. They were they thought he was in the bag. Um, I know Auburn tried getting him to campus this summer. Wasn't able to make it work, and there, there was a rumor that he might have go to went there this weekend. But he's a little lower on their board, but it sounds like they still would have took him. So anytime you can beat out Auburn, Kentucky, Indiana, Vanderbilt, like that's this, this is a huge win for Rutgers. I like this kid a lot. He's not only 52 in the state of Georgia, but he's a top 40 safety in the country. Um, he's a little skinny, 6'1", 168. That's fine. Every I say this every time. Every kid is in high school. Yep. They got a pack on the pounds, and that those are official numbers from Rivals Camp not too long ago, which he also looked pretty good at. So this is a, another another big win for Rutgers, and this doesn't knock them out for anyone else because they're still pursuing Kosh Sanders, and we could talk about that later. But it sounds like they're st- they're pretty good um, have a pretty good shot at him as well. Yeah, and these are the kind of schools that, that Rutgers needs to beat <clears throat> in order to kind of get back to where it wants to be recruiting wise. Like every every recruit doesn't have to be fighting with 
the true blue bloods. You want to land like one or two of those kids, a, a class at least. Like you want to land at least one or two of the Moses Walker level recruits, a class. Um, yeah. But, you know, you have to be able to consistently beat out. And we've talked about in this area, beating out schools like Boston College and Pittsburgh and Syracuse, like those kind of schools you should be regularly beating out for local kids like Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey. But down mm-hmm. south, like, you have to be able to beat the Kentuckys, the Vanderbilts, the <clears throat> Georgia Techs, the, uh, you know, the South Carolinas. Those are the kind of schools that you have to beat out for recruits if you're going to ultimately get where you want to be. Um, yeah. So this is a really good pickup, especially, I wouldn't say it's late in the class, but Rutgers is, is filling up. Um, and this is a kid that they, they targeted and they, they picked up. So I, I, I think we all agree that this is a very good class altogether so far. What would you say is the biggest reason if you had to point out one specific thing why things are starting to turn around because it's obviously not on field <laughs> results they're not putting a ton of kids in the league like they, they have in the past don't get me wrong mm-hmm. especially at db shiana could probably recruit with the best of them at, at db especially but is there yeah. anything specifically is it the new coaches i know we've talked about how, how good uh marquis watson's doing but what is it specifically you think that is turning the recruiting around for Rutgers? It's it's a couple of factors. Um, if you talk to other coaches, they're basically telling everyone else it's like they're losing to Rutgers because of NIL. Um, I checked in on that a little bit, and it, it sounds like Rutgers is not not throwing any NIL. They don't have NIL. Like it's not a thing. Um, mind you, like you just said, DB recruiting Shiano. They have Harris Simiak, who's a great recruiter too. Uh, Demir Shaw is starting to show. Uh, show up in year two and he's starting to build those relationships. So that's a huge one here. Um, but also you're going out of state. You're not recruiting New Jersey anymore. New Jersey hasn't honestly, like I hate to say, New Jersey hasn't produced like at all. Like yeah. the big North has been awful. Name like I'm going to go look at the, like I looked over the last couple classes. There's been studies done by, uh, by programs just to see how the big North's produced and how like New Jersey in general is produced. And, if you look at the top 10 from New Jersey's 2022 class, I think four out of the top 10 already transferred. Yeah. If, if you go to the big North over the past, like five, six years, like who's really been successful. Audric Estime, of course, he's been really good at Notre Dame. Luke Whipler, you can argue was pretty good at Ohio state. Other than that, we're, we're going back all the way back to Minka yeah. and like Jabril, like that, that other than that, they really haven't produced in the big North. Like, it's not a knock on them, but it's it is a little bit like I'm not going to stay home and get these guys, and especially if they're not going to produce. And on top of that, most of them don't want to stay home. So now Rutgers is going elsewhere, and that's a the thing I'm hearing right now is like when you go elsewhere out of state. I'm not talking when I say out of state. I don't mean New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware. They're going completely out of state. They're going to Michigan, Wisconsin, Florida, um, the Carolinas now. And when you go in Wisconsin, uh, I said Wisconsin, when you go out of state, um, there's just a different feeling about Rutgers. You talk to these parents, these parents talk about Rutgers as if it's like academics of Stanford, like it's that high up or highly ranked, um, especially when it comes out of state kids. Like there's, and I think that's part of the reason is just like New Jersey for a weird part of it doesn't really have state pride. And a lot of kids end up leaving senior year and going elsewhere. And like, People in state to hear Rutgers or like, right, whatever Rutgers, like, I'm going to go somewhere else. And it's like, all right, whatever. Out of state, like you go to California and talk about Rutgers, people are like, oh, that, that place is like the high, really high academic school, right? Like 
average mm-hmm. athletics at times, but at high academics. And it's like, you would t- think they're talking about fucking Stanford. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. And that's, that's kind of what the, I'm hearing the coaching staff has been told by multiple out of state recruits. And that's, that's kind of what's going on now. And now they're going to go out of state. They're getting these bigger names out of state. And instead of uh, trying to get these Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania kids, they're like, Georgia's going to take their top state guy. Well, fuck it. Let's go to Georgia and take their top guy or one of their top guys. Yeah, because also a top a top 60 kid in Georgia is equivalent to like a top 15 kid in Jersey and a top 75 exactly. kid in Florida is the same thing. There's just a lot more talent there. Yeah. Um, the, the in-state schools, they can only take so many kids. The, the surrounding states can only take so many. So there's just a lot, there's a lot deeper talent pool to pull from. Uh, you and I were kind of talking about this, how there's just like a different mindset as well down south. Like these kids are like all about competing they can compete all year round, like the, in, in New Jersey, like it's really hard to hold a camp in, you know, February, uh, as you yeah. know, <laughs> Oh yeah. but in, in Georgia, like you can, you can hold a camp at any point in the year. You can hold a camp in Florida at any point in the year. So these kids are just used to being out there competing, you know, off, like year round. Whereas in New Jersey, it's not so much. Uh, yeah. For, for an example, how good Georgia talent is, I know people, I was just saying it before, um, one, two, three, four, five, five of the top 25, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten of the top 50. Like, and there's over 203 prospects currently with a power five offer in the state of Georgia for this recruiting class alone. So there's one, two, three, four, five, there's five, five stars. Like it's, yeah, they're, they're that good. They produce at a crazy rate. Like it's basically Florida for the most part. Um, so is there anything else on this kid before we, we move on to, uh, the next topic? No, I don't think so. I mean, you're going to have to probably hold off these sec schools. I'm sure Kentucky's not going to stop. I'm sure Vanderbilt's probably still going to push, but, uh, it sounds like you beat them flat out outright. I'm, I'd be more worried about like the Auburns of the world pushing a little bit, a little bit more. I know he was a little lower on their boards, but talking to the R Auburn guy, he basically said he was still a take for them a hundred percent. And, they want him to campus, but it sounds like he didn't want to be like DB five or six for them, but DB five or six for them, DB one or two for Rutgers. So it's like, whatever, that's fine. Like this, this kid is, is a big win. Definitely. Um, so I'm sure we'll have more on him. Uh, well, you had some quotes from him. What was, what did you say about the staff that, uh, he really liked? Cause I thought that was hilarious. Um, I, I actually texted him and I was like, I was going back and forth and I was like, well, where's this message? Hold on. He, he told me why he chose Rutgers, all the good stuff. Love the fans, love the, the the fan base, the coaching staff, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, who in the coaching staff really stood out? Like I knew it was Sean Lascari as the main recruiters. And he goes, Coach Shaw, Coach Drew, and Big Daddy Shiano. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, okay. That's, that's, that's hilarious. That's what we're going with. They we're going to call him Big Daddy Shiano. Big Daddy Shiano. Love oh. it. There we go. Big Daddy Shiano pulling in this top 20 recruiting class and another DB. Shouldn't say I'm too shocked. No, I'm not either. Um, so this is a great pickup. Uh, I love that we're going out of state more and more uh, because ultimately you got to go where the, the talent is and where the talent's receptive. And that's uh, that's the South. And I'm fine with that. This is more talent yeah. there anyway. Uh, 100%. Um, so moving on, we have uh, – Previously reported that Corey Duff would be making a visit down to Miami this weekend. Um, yep. He's obviously Rutgers, arguably the top target left on the board because they really do need a receiver. 
He's the local kid. We've been recruiting him forever. Uh, but from what you're hearing now, that visit isn't going to happen. No, so that visit is canceled. He was going to go there for a camp on Thursday, their Legends camp, ended up not going. Um, and if he did good at the Legends camp, it sounds like Miami was going to take him on an official visit this weekend. That's done, kaput. He's choosing between Rutgers or North Carolina next Thursday. Um, based on everything we've been told, it's Rutgers all the way. Now, it's not going to be easy to hold on to him, as a lot of schools are still going to pursue him afterwards. Um his recruitment's been a weird one for the most part, and it wouldn't shock me if some schools start offering after Rutgers commitment. Uh, just because that's kind of it's kind of how it's been working. Like a lot of schools like are gonna see Rutgers and they're like, Oh, Rutgers got this kid? Like, what what the hell? Let's let's send him an offer and see if we can try to flip him. So it's not gonna be easy to hold on to him, but the fact that you probably are gonna have him committed next Thursday is a good sign and you get another top New York kid too. So kind of keep going from there and uh He's going to play wide receiver, and I know Kirk Shiraka is high on his ability as a wide receiver. He's very excited about the potential to coach him at the next level. Um, so we'll kind of just wait and see. He's going to be that big, tall body receiver that Rutgers really hasn't had in I don't even know. Like I said, I think I said this every pod, like Brandon Coleman, probably the last one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's, it's been a while. Yeah, no, I really like this kid's tape. Um, it's – it's funny looking at him playing against other high school. He's just so much bigger than than the other kids he's going against. Like if you yeah. watch like some of his, his camp highlights, especially because it's tough to to really t- tell how big somebody is when they have pads on. It's a lot easier when they're all just in shorts yeah. and t-shirts. He's just so much bigger and physically mature. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and really excited flown, about his potential. Like he got flown down to OT seven. He got flown down to Miami multiple times and multiple locations, not just Miami, to play this seven on seven like circuit. Uh, this is it was Miami raw Miami seven v seven team. And anytime a team's like flying you out like that, like they clearly think you're pretty damn good. And he's he's a big reason why they. I think they ended up winning uh, another tournament this past weekend. I think it was the OT seven tournament, uh, but they had a record of thirty nine nine and one over nine months as a seven on seven team. Mind you, we don't see that many games up here because weather stinks, but um, it's just he's he's trying to compete no matter what. And he flew down to Florida multiple times, the Carolinas, et cetera. He's, and he's just been dominant. Like, he's high-pointing the ball really good, great hands. Like, I'm, I'm just extremely impressed by him, and I think this is a probably going to be a great get for Rutgers. Yeah, and he would – I know he would be the highest rated kid on, in the class, but I think it's there's a pretty wide margin in terms of his uh, NFL abilities compared to everyone else right now. And obviously these kids are going to develop for three, four or five years. So it's just based on what they are now. But I think it's pretty clear that Corey Duff is a, it's a really, really high, high ceiling kit type kid. Yeah. So I'm super kidding. excited about him. Um, so yeah, that'll happen Next Thursday, Richie's going to be there for the commitment, so I'm sure he'll have it's some far points. ride. It's a it far is. ride. Long Island, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like two, uh, two and a half. I sent it to uh, our uncle or his uncle Lenny, not our uncle Lenny. Jeez, um, <laughs> what do you call it? So I sent it to Uncle Lenny. I was like, "Hey, man, it's like two and a half hours." He goes, "Wait till the traffic hits." You're talking four, and I'm like, four. Stop! Like I don't. You're making me not want to go. Jeez, but uh, yeah, bad. we will have something on. For those who embrace the impossible, the Defender 110 is up for the adventure. This iconic vehicle has been redefined with a modern design that lets you go further and do more. The exterior is reimagined with compelling proportions and precise detailing. 
complemented by an interior built with integrity. The Defender capability is legendary. Whether you're facing off-road challenges or harsh weather conditions, its durability has been tested to the extreme. Powerful innovations like the intuitive driver display and award-winning infotainment system keep you connected. Innovative camera technologies deliver unobstructed views and effortless maneuvering. And robust cargo capacity means more room for your gear. Ready for a wide range of adventures, the Defender family features the two-door Defender 90, the Defender 110, and the Defender 130, which seats up to eight. To drive the Defender is to explore with greater confidence. Push what's possible with a vehicle made to go further. The Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent. Being there day and night. And building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Them 100%. All right, so stay tuned because that'll be next Thursday, like we said, um, and we'll have all the coverage there. Um, the last news item I have is it sounds like Paul Mulcahy may have made his decision um, it sounds like he's going to end up at Washington. Uh, we're just waiting on confirmation, but I've heard from a couple of sources that it sounds like he committed to Washington. Um, so, yeah, uh, we also previously reported that it sounded like Washington had the biggest, uh, we'll say, uh, incentive to go there. Um, incentive uh, with a, a couple dollar signs in it. Uh, tell us what you're hearing about Mulcahy. Um, Paul was very adamant, or his, Paul's camp was very adamant that it wasn't NIL, wasn't NIL, wasn't NIL, not transferring because of NIL, I'm transferring because of this and that, and playing time and the fan base hates me and yada, yada, yada. You can't do that and then end up at the biggest bag program. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I, I don't get it. it. It's We said it a while ago. We said Washington was the the heavy bag at the beginning, and he took an official visit out there, hanging out with 84 or 85, maybe the crypt keeper himself, Larry Brown. Um, <laughs> it, I can't believe he's uh, You said that to me off pod. You're like, yeah, Larry Brown's on their staff. And I was like, what? Like how, how look it up. Like how old is that guy? And then you said 82, 82. And I, I thought you were joking at first and I, I double checked. Cause I was like, Oh shit. He really is. Yep. But yeah, the, the crypt keeper landing him. Um, good for him, I guess. But uh, I don't know what he's going to do in Washington, but I mean, Hey, you get yours for, six seven eight months maybe tops and get your bag because I, I don't think you're gonna get it anywhere else you're not no offense to paul but he's not nba caliber he's not g league caliber um <clears throat> he's got a chance to go overseas as a tall point guard but he can't shoot really so i don't know he's a decent I, shooter I mean, he he's shot good enough to make three but. he's good enough to make money over there but i don't think he's good enough for the higher leagues like so yeah. It is what it is. We'll see what he does over there. I'll, I'll probably follow him just because I'm curious to see what he does um, 
with a different coaching staff, but I don't even know what their roster outlook looks like at Washington. Like Pac-12 schools, I have zero interest in, and I don't pay attention to whatsoever. But yeah, um, I'm sure he'll start. Is it six-year senior, fifth-year senior, whatever it is? Mm. So yeah, I mean, good for him. Take that bag, get that money, and just uh, yeah, that's for we won't see you at the rack. It sounds like anymore. No, I don't. I, I think it's safe to say we've seen our last game uh, against. Pommel Kehi or with Pommel Kehi in it uh, at the rack. Um, yeah, the Washington's weird because the, their head coach, um, his name's uh, Mike Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, he used he was a long time Syracuse uh, assistant coach from '95 to 2017. He was an assistant for Syracuse, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he became the head coach of Washington to 2017-18 season. He made the round of 32 in 18-19. And then he hasn't made the tournament since he's gone 15 and 17, five and 21, 17 and 15, 16 and 16. Surprising amount of patience from Washington. I'd say, um, yeah, I mean, I'm they kidding. did have that guy, Lorenzo Romar for 15 years before Hopkins. <clears throat> so maybe they're just a patient or, or patient program in general. Oh, they're poor. But you gotta think, yeah, that's, that's true. Really <laughs> but you gotta think like year, you know, this is going to be year seven for Mike Hopkins. You really have to kind of, make the tournament this year. It's like make it or bust, I would say, because they still recruit pretty well. So Yeah, I'm looking now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven kids uh on the roster currently. And four of them don't have star rankings. So I'm assuming they're all walk ons if I had to guess, just because it's six foot five yeah, five seven, I would assume a walk on. Um Hopkins son, who's probably getting free education. So they they probably don't have many scholarship players, it seems like so it sounds like Paul will just kind of slide right in there uh, as the starter at point guard, and he'll get to be Washington's point guard now. But yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't get why they're giving him such a long leash, especially because Washington State's like recruiting at a crazy good level, right down the street almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, hey, enjoy Washington. Like I said, get your bag. That's kind of how it works nowadays. But don't tell me it's not all NIL based when you go fucking take the biggest bag, like. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't think no, any of us I'm would, okay with would it. fault just him for it. It's just don't tell the, everyone that <laughs> the messaging is a little, you know, off off-putting. I mean, you say it's not because of this, and it turns out it's because of this. You know? Yeah, it's a little insane, especially when you had like Xavier and Kentucky and never everyone else after you. But I guess that's the only program that would probably let him start too, if I had to guess. Yeah, they got a, a kid out of Kentucky too. This kid, Severe Wheeler. Um, he's pretty good. He's one of the, yeah, one of the best transfer portal kids. Uh, he's also a point guard. So we'll see oh, how that goes. Washington uh, shooting guard Paul Mulcahy. <laughs> maybe he's he's also a New York kid. So they must have obviously they got Larry Brown. Um, so he's he's only five nine. Huh. Nice. Um, well, that explains why he didn't work out. Yeah, they got a lot of. Portal kids. I got Moses Wood out of Portland, Anthony Holland out of Fresno State. Oh, this uh, kid transferred twice already. I got that Wilhelm uh, Braddock guy from uh, Nebraska, the the weirdo with the the, the goggles. You know what I'm <sighs> talking about? Yeah. Yep. And uh, Shavira Wheeler kind of stunk last year. Not stunk, but he took a significant drop in points per game. It's down to he went from 14 to 10 to seven over the last three years. Yeah, I mean, that'll happen when you go from Georgia to Kentucky. Um, yeah. 
it's uh, definitely interesting. I, yeah, so obviously things can change, but it sounds like Mulcahy is Washington bound at the moment. So um, I, you know, wish him well, but not too well. Um, still want. Uh, hopefully, if if we do meet up with them, it's in the tournament. So just say that. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're getting there though. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, yeah, I'm not convinced. Got anything else before we, we head out today? Yeah, I want to nitpick a little bit because people on the message boards are like, Nunzio Campanelli is like the greatest recruiter ever for Syracuse. Why couldn't he do this for us? And like, don't get me wrong. Love Nuns. Think he's a great coach. Think he was actually a pretty solid recruiter. I think it's tough to land these big North kids. Um, on top of that, like I said before, the big North's been ass for the past couple of years. Um, yeah. Name the last kid that's been good. Audric has to be, oh, yeah, I get it. Kid before him, Luke Whipler. Name someone other than those two in the past couple classes that's been good. And then on top of that, like, I know everyone's like, Syracuse has like, they're going to get six, like, uh, New Jersey kids right now. Because it sounds like Willie, Willie Love will end up going there um, after he's been turned down by Rutgers and a couple others at this point. Um, <laughs> but, like, look at the kids they're landing. Like, Zakai Wimbrell, he's, he's decent, but he's not, like, great. He's not Rutgers good. Brahim Long, he's a short corner. Like, Rutgers isn't going to go after him anyway. Didn't go after him. Jaden Brown and Adam Bosco was between Syracuse and UConn. Uh, the Die Brothers out of Passaic County Tech, like they're pretty good, but like they're not. I don't think the Rutgers good. Like either neither one of them had another Power Five offer, so it's not like everyone's like freaking out because they're gonna probably land Willie Love, who's a four star. Uh, but he's a tweener. Like he's he's a true tweener. He's not a good linebacker. He's average linebacker, but he's a great safety. But he's growing out of his body. So we'll wait and see what happens there. But I, I'm not convinced he's gonna do a whole lot at the next level. But regardless, um, everyone's got to stop freaking out that Syracuse is like taking over New Jersey. It's like it's six kids and two of them are ranked in the top 35. Um, three of them, if you count Willie Love. And they're not no, – Rutgers wasn't a take for any of them. Like, relax. Let's calm down. This Rutgers recruiting class is the best class they've had since probably Shiano's been back, and I'm kind of adamant about that. They've, they're recruiting at a crazy rate. Defensive line recruiting is insane right now. They landed the Lumen Brothers, King – Bethia, um, you're starting to land more offensive weapons. You went down to the Carolinas to get a couple of good wide receivers so far. You also have two really good tight ends from Maryland and Michigan. Matthew Agunny is no one, we're a kid that no one's talking about, and he's phenomenal. And then you got AJ Serace at quarterback, who's like a certified stud. Like, I think he's a really, really good quarterback. I think he's underrated as number 13 in the state and 40 overall in his position, but. He's he's going to be a really good one for Rutgers. I saw him multiple times this spring, and the kid's accurate, throws it on the run. He's got a big, bulky body already at 6'2", 195, which I think is a little low, actually. But he's going to be a really good quarterback for Rutgers. And this is just is a great recruiting class, and it's the best since Shiano's been back, and I don't think there's any question about it. Yeah, and honestly, like, they're not even close to the best school this class recruiting out of the state of New Jersey. I think the, the guys Stanford's getting is really impressive given how down their program is. Like yeah. I really liked Micah Ford, the Thompson River North kid. Um, Cam Richardson's really damn good. Cam Richardson's really good. They got Emmanuel Ross, who I don't really know a whole lot about him, but he's the 10th ranked kid in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Asian, like, mm-hmm. he's pretty good. Syracuse doesn't even have a single kid from the state of New York committed, and and they're 
they really wanted a lot of these uh, these Erasmus Hall kids, these Long Island kids, and they're, they're really struggling because I think I, I just don't think they're they got a ton of traction right now. Like Dino Babers, I think is is on the hot seat. Um, he's got to turn things around. He had Which that one good year. Crazy because he started out six and zero last year, and then just got mauled mm-hmm. by team. I shouldn't even say mauled because he, he made it close for his Clemson, and then started getting mauled. Yeah, we started out six and six, and he finished the, the season. Or he started out six and zero. He finished the season seven and six. Yeah, I mean um, seven wins is still pretty good considering everything. But you you beat Purdue, you beat Virginia, beat a ranked North Carolina or State, almost mm-hmm. beat Clemson. Like if you beat Clemson, that changes the whole tune of the season. But yep, you didn't. So six and zero, and then <laughs> <you> uh, <laughs> yeah, six and zero, and then one and six. It's like you can't do that. But he's. Yep. It's, I'll give him credit though. He's probably better than what Syracuse had in the past. Like for the most part, like this isn't the big East anymore. Like it's not an easy, it's not an easy schedule, especially when you add, I mean, it is, it is when you add Wagner, but um, the ACC is weird too. It's like has one great team, maybe two average teams. And then the rest is kind of just ass, but Notre Dame, yeah, I mean, pretty good schedule. Bab- Babers has two winning seasons in his seven years. He's going into his eighth year at Syracuse. In conference, he's eighteen and thirty-nine in his career at Syracuse. That's not overall good. thirty-six and forty-nine. That's yeah. a, in a shitty conference, mind you. Yeah, but um, uh, like I said, I think he's better than. Like, who could Syracuse get that would be better? Like, let's be honest. And that's probably why he's still there. Um, yeah. I mean, they had their top donor basically tell the program that he's done with them after the whole. Uh, Basically, not getting any positive feedback from their um, from their uh, administration. Yeah, uh, I forget what his name is, but he was like, bringing like OBJ and all these other like legit, you know, <laughs> big names to Syracuse games in the middle of fucking February. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and like I hate to say it, like I I gotta give him a little bit of a shout out. Cleo Ahmad was really their ace recruiter up there, and had a ton of Jersey guys visiting and. Now he's elsewhere. Now he's at Penn State. But also, I'm looking through like Syracuse past head coaches, and I know this isn't a Syracuse pod, but like, damn, like Doug Marone was only 500, and that's why he got an NFL head coaching job. Like, mm-hmm. you go 500 at Syracuse, and they're just like, here you go, like, good job. Yeah, that was great. I don't know how you did that, <laughs> but now he's an O line coach, so fuck him. Yep. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening on the weekend. Um, don't be no surprised if <laughs> no more pods. Well, we have we do have a couple other guys who seemingly are ready to pop. So there will be more news uh, that we are aware of, and there's always news that comes that we are not aware of. So just stay tuned to the board, stay tuned to your podcast feeds. We're going to keep the con- uh, contest going. So if you uh, enter just... in the comments of this video, pounding nails, uh, you'll get an entrance to the, uh, the giveaway. And if you put your rivals screen name and your premium member you'll get a second entry um so for me and richie you got some no 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 that's it i'm just yeah. tired no more no more pods i don't want yeah, it no more. more but it does sense I, I do have to throw it out there sage claw just is visiting this weekend i'll probably see him today at the camp i'm sure um i always find it interesting how they have camps during an official visit because that's that's pretty tough but um yep. i'm sure he'll be on a golf cart going around i uh, just hoping knock on wood Hoping the rain holds out and uh, 
hopefully we get to see some uh, good talent at Rutgers today. And uh, if you guys aren't on our message boards, definitely check it out. Um, we'll have tons of recruit scoop. I'm sure we'll be talking about everyone and anyone that stood out. Um, sounds like there's going to be some decent prospects at the Big Man Academy too. I don't like that they do it on the same day because I can't watch both at the same time. But mm-hmm. sounds like there will be some names to keep an eye on. So uh, stay tuned on the roundtable message board. Um, the most popular message board for Rutgers athletics on the internet. No lies detected. Um, for that, for thanks for listening. Uh, it's been another edition of the Rutgers podcast. So. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey friends, are you struggling to attract and retain top talent? If you're worried about recruiting and retention, consider Insperity, a leading HR provider. They'll help you improve hiring and compensation practices so you can spend more time growing your business and less time on HR. Visit Insperity.com and download their free ebook on how to build your dream team. Don't let a lack of talent hinder your success. See how Insperity provides HR that makes a difference at Insperity.com. Hey parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.